Let people either inspire you or they drain you. You have to choose them wisely. Welcome to Success Convo. I have a loaded episode for you. 10 people you need to stay away from. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to tell you how my life changed when I removed each and every one of these people. And every now and then they kind of creep back up and like a whack-a-mole, you got you to gotta whack them back out of your life because these people will drain your bank account, they'll drain your time, and they're energy thieves. They'll waste your energy. So stick with me here. I'm going to lay into the 10 toxic people to avoid. This is a solo episode and I think that's going to give me some spaces to rant and hopefully help this resonate with you because if you think that you're avoiding these people or you think that you got them out of your life, the odds are one or two of these characters are creeping in there and they're stealing a good majority of your energy, costing you money. So let's remove these negative people, remove the negative influences. And another reason this episode is going to be vital to you is because it takes five positive people in your life to cancel out one negative. So don't worry about looking for the positives right now in this episode. You know, on Success Convo, typically we lift up. That's what we talk about. Right now, we're going to talk about taking out the trash and getting rid of those toxic influences. This list isn't going to be in any given order because I want a free talk and kind of surf the memory banks, get some stories up for you. That way this will really hit home. The first person on my list is the victim. Everybody has that relative or that friend or that one person that is always the victim. These people actively push away every single personal responsibility and make speed bumps into uncrossable mountains. They don't see tough times and obstacles as opportunities to learn and grow. They see them as straight up roadblocks that stop their path altogether. This person will drag you down. The victim is a character that actually vacuums your motivation. We are motivated. We want to hit a goal. We want to get money. We want to get success, power, everything, fitness goals, life achievements. And if you have a victim in your life, they are magically sucking away at your motivation. Easiest way to get rid of a victim, in my personal opinion and experience, is to just be straight up honest with them. I have a cousin that I'm very close with, and he plays the role of the victim. Everything is woe is me. Everything is his fault. Can't do anything. Always sick. One day I took him out for a dinner, and I confronted him. I explained that he is the victim and that he's annoying, not just me, but he's annoying and bringing down a lot of different people. He changed. This was a cousin of mine. This was a close person in my life. If you have one of these people and they need to be presented with the facts and you're the one to do it, more power to you. Because I think, you know, instead of just throwing the person away and believe me, some of the people we're just going to have to cut out and get rid of, instead of throwing them away, give them a chance. Be frank with them. You know, be diplomatic about how you approach the situation. I mean, I picked up that dinner check, but understand if the relationship is worth saving, communication is a key piece. You might as well take your shot and just be open with them. The next person to avoid is one that's a little harder for their habit to break because this is a personality trait. It's the unstable. I had this friend, actually a coworker, and I would go and meet him on a Monday. Every single Monday I had to drop property off. This was when I was a police officer. And every single time I went in there, the guy was in a different mood. And I thought, is this me? I mean, one day he's super happy to see you. The next day he's super down in the dumps. The next day he could be erratic. And I would see him from week to week. And I used to think, is this just me? Am I just, you know, missing something here? Am I pissing him off? I thought for the longest time this was something I was doing. And then another officer friend of mine actually 
actually came up to me with the same complaint he had just left the property shop. What we're dealing with right there is an unstable person. If you're in a relationship with somebody that's unstable, you need to check that. The biggest issue about being around somebody unstable is that it can dramatically affect your mood. As human beings, psychologically, we gauge situations. Our EQ system in our brain has us fit with different situations. You might act one way at a business dinner party and then a different way around your friends, your circle of friends, when you're out hanging out at the bar. This is completely natural and has nothing to do with your mood. It's simply using prudence to adapt to situation. If you remove that ability, now you have an unstable person. Nothing will ruin your day faster than an unpredictable person because your day starts going downhill the second you have to go and meet that person. Back to this property manager. When I was driving over there, I was already like dreading going over there, putting me into a bad mood. And one of the worst people to have this trait are your parents or your significant other. That is definitely something that you want to try to pull yourself away from. We can only block attitudes to a certain degree. The best thing to do with this person is to cut it. Great minds discuss ideas, average ones discuss events, and small minds discuss people. That's Eleanor Roosevelt. That's a little hint for who my number three person you want to avoid is, the gossiper. A gossiper derives pleasure from other people's misfortunes. That's what you see on the surface. Below that surface and deeper, they're actually very scared individuals. Scared individuals that will also talk shit about you the second you leave the room. They're people that didn't want to take the risk themselves, wanted to live through others, not in a good way, in a bad way. These people are some of the worst people to me because they actually go against one of my most important traits, which is integrity. Integrity to me is doing the right thing when no one else is around. The gossiper is the first one to come up to you and Monday morning quarterback somebody at your job. Throw somebody under the bus. This is the big red flag. Never give them anything. Take a coworker. Say her name's Stephanie. She's in your office and she wants to come over and, you know, shit talk another coworker or even shit talk a boss. You stay as far away from that as you can or you tell her, listen, I don't gossip. That's just not my thing. You know how much respect she's going to have for you right there and everybody else? Say it loud enough so other people can hear it, whatever you have to do. If you have that friend, that relative, that person that is confiding in you to gossip about someone else, there is a 100% chance they will do the same to you. It is almost a guarantee every single time in my life that I've had a run-in with a gossiper, something came out in the wash and I was somehow or another in that firing line myself. You want to avoid any gossip. And if you have that friend or loved one that you just can't cut out and they're a gossiper, just don't entertain it. Switch the subject. Tell them, hey, let's talk about the weather. Let's talk about the game tonight. Avoid indulging in any gossip. Just be the bigger person. Not to mention, is gossip going to make you any money? No. Is gossip going to get you anywhere? No. Remember what Roosevelt said here, great minds discuss ideas. The next one I like to call Mr. Ego. Mr. Ego is a very self-absorbed man or woman. And the reason we're calling him Mr. Ego, let's be honest with ourselves, guys. A lot of us have that competitive drive and it can turn into ego very quickly. If you're wondering if you've been around a Mr. Ego lately, here's how you can tell. When you leave a conversation, you feel absolutely drained. You feel like you couldn't get a word in. You feel like they did not care about you. They never use your name. You're merely a self-esteem building tool for Mr. Ego. Now, I have a very fun 
fun hack here because this might be somebody at the office. It might be a boss. It might be that college professor. It was a very fun little trick. If you have Mr. Ego and you want to control Mr. Ego, this is going to sound a little ominous. Find out what his or her biggest fantasy was, what they wanted to achieve, their lifelong dream. Once you got that, find out what held them back from achieving it. Whether it was an injury, they want to be a pro athlete, it was an injury. Whatever that dark cloud over them was, this is most likely their biggest mental weakness. You find that, you can twist that arm all you want. Trust me, you will control Mr. Ego at that point. Or you can just be the bigger person and walk away from them. But obviously, if they're an obstacle in your life and you want to use that little tactic, have at it. Trust me, you can have a lot of fun with it. And also one thing to note about Mr. Ego, he is also most likely a gossiper. Because of those shortcomings, he just can't wait to talk about the next person as soon as the room clears out. The next person to avoid is the complainer. This person is very similar to the victim, but it's the more outspoken victim. It's the person that hates everything, finds a reason to dislike everything. Not only finds a reason why they're not successful and uses the same tactics as the victim, but just down talks everything and likely everybody. The complainer is somebody to immediately remove from a business workplace. It's the first person you want to fire is the complainer because the person that complains a lot is the person that will ruin a great idea or a great project or a vision. One thing you might not realize about complaining, it's very contagious. If one person starts to complain, another beta or blatant follower can be likely to adapt that behavior and go along with it. There's a lot of things right now in your life that you're thinking of that you can complain about. Not having enough money, not having enough time. No one has enough time. How many of those people do you know that are always complaining about two major things? time and money. I never have any. And the one statement that I really love is that we all have the same 24 hours. How can you complain about time, but I'm not allowed to complain about time? Think about that for a second. So the complainer, that's an obvious removal. Give them the punt, get them away from you. Next one. This is the grass is always greener person. We're going to call them the envious. They always measure their fortune or misfortune against everyone else. Their mile marker for success is you or other people you know. And something that you need to understand about an envious person, if this person is envious of a celebrity or envious of that business person that did take their chance, envious of that person that has all the time in the world because they sold their company, that person is going to be envious of things in your life too. Envy is danger. This person can become very dangerous to you. In the cases of extreme envy, this person would rather have no one have success before you get it, before anyone else gets it. Now, I consider myself lucky because I had a lesson in envy very early on in life. One of my best friends came over my house and he had a Cal Ripken Jr. card. I'm from Baltimore. Cal Ripken was a big thing in Baltimore. I'm sure any sports fan would probably recognize that name. Baseball player, played for the Baltimore Orioles, and just a great guy, kind of a local legend in Baltimore. Well, he pulled out a limited edition hologram Cal Ripken Jr. card. I must have been eight or nine years old. When he slapped that thing down on the table and I noticed the gleam in all of my other friends' eyes, they saw this Cal Ripken Jr. card, something overcame me. I tried everything to get the card from him. I offered him money. I offered him little trades. And I knew I couldn't steal that card because if I steal the card, his parents are going to come at my parents, you know, the whole parental thing, and then I can't go to the Friday night dance. So that wasn't an option. My envy 
came over me, and anger got the best of me. I grabbed his Cal Ripken Jr. card, and I ripped it into two pieces and threw it down on the kitchen floor. Now, luckily for me, I was bigger than he was, or he would have ripped me in half. But think about that for a second. What a horrible thing to do. Now, I look back on that. Maybe that Cal Ripken Jr. card could have been worth a couple thousand dollars today. Maybe more. I'm not a, I'm not a card connoisseur. And if he's listening to this episode, he's probably going to come seek some legal recourse. Even though this was mad long ago, I better have Kate on standby against this one. And deservingly so. What an asshole move. But there was a big lesson learned here. I did end up getting in a lot of trouble for it. I did miss that Friday night dance. But my dad explained something to me. And he taught me what envy was in that moment. He said, you ripped the card up because you... You didn't have one. You couldn't get one, and you let that get the best of you. If you go through your life like that, you are going to have a miserable life. It was my first brush with envy, and I think I got it out of my system. Him and I are very close to this day, and with growing up, he definitely got me back a few times, so we'll just call it even. But if you drill in a little closer and think about how envy could affect your life, envy can cause murder. Envy can cause very serious things, the loss of thousands of dollars. You really want to take a 15-foot pole, and if you've got an envious individual, keep them at a distance. I promise you. Never let them hear your business secrets and always play down your success in front of an envious person. The next one has become very easy for me to spot, and I want to teach you how to spot this one very simply. It is the manipulator. How many of us have been manipulated? Uh, yeah, duh, all of us to some degree. Manipulation involves a person using you as a tool to get to their end goal. A manipulator will do anything to win you over just so that they can get around you or through you. Now, the easy way to spot one is just to reverse engineer what their end goal is. Let's turn the tables and look at this from a relationship standpoint. Recently in my life, I just dated a very attractive woman. She was actually the, air quotes here, boyfriend of kind of like a pseudo-celebrity, an athlete. I knew nothing about her past relationships. I didn't even get into that, right? Because I'm a very forward thinker and a present thinker. I'm not going to worry about your past, anything like that. And that's just my stance on relationships. Well, as things went on, one thing led to another. I get a phone call from that ex-boyfriend, back to the air quotes. They were never broken up. They were together. How many of us have been in that situation. What was she doing there? She was manipulating me, telling me all these things to make him jealous. Now, I'm sure there were a lot of other motives buried in between there, but it comes down to pure manipulation. She wanted to get what she wanted out of a situation, didn't care who was hurt, didn't care what his effect was, didn't care what my effect was. And the easy way to spot one is find out what the person is really about. If they're about themselves or they're about their end goal, you most likely have a manipulator on your hands. Get that guard up. My favorite thing to do with a manipulator is just send them down a rabbit hole. Send them down a path, a rouse. Give them a story. Give them something to go off and, and look at, thinking that's going to get them closer to their goal. Because a manipulator is a liar, and in my opinion, a liar has no place in my life. We can all agree with that. You, you don't want to be lied to. We got the banking institution. We got the system for that. We get lied to enough. So in your interpersonal relationships, I strongly suggest removing any manipulators. That's probably one of the immediate ones you want to put a strike through. Next up on our list is the evil. What do I mean by that? I mean by a person that legitimately is wishing ill will on others, legitimately wants things to fail. Would a person really want someone to fail if they could gain nothing from it? We're not talking envy. We're talking about a person that legitimately wishes 
pain and misery on people. I can tell you right now, as a police officer, I have seen the evil in many different forms. I'm not getting religious on you here. You can probably take it in that direction if you want, but what you need to understand is the negative atom, it exists. There are people that value no human life, value no animal life. This is not a person that you want to sit down with and try to reason with. This is a person that you want to get as far away from possible, or if you have the power, make sure that person goes away. This person is out to hurt you, they're out to make you feel bad, or they're out to get something directly from you. Some manipulators can be evil. If you have a person that you believe is true evil, they're going to stick out like a sore thumb and they're also going to be noticed by other figureheads. Police officer, this person has been arrested for malicious crimes over and over again. This person has a horrible track record of doing horrific thing after horrific thing. You don't try to save this person. You leave them. Now, due to their dramatic nature, some of these people can be magnetic. They can develop followers and other individuals to listen to their stupid shit, to follow them. You want to be as far away from that crap, again, unless you can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with it and stomp it out, you want to be as far away from it as possible. Next on the list is a little harder to spot. This is the judgmental. This person's in between the complainer and the gossiper. Instead of appreciating and learning from people who are successful or from learning from people who are different, this person is ready to throw down judgment. The biggest problem about being around a judgmental person is that they will stifle your passion. I often see this in parents or spouses. This person is judging every little action that you're taking. You want to do something successful, they don't necessarily bash it, but this is a person that should have your back. You support them, you're close with them, yet they don't support you at all. They just judge it. They just kind of have their, their own little sarcastic way of telling you that they're just not a fan. It's, it's just not cool. This is one character type that you want to face directly head on, much like I did with my cousin who was the victim. And if I'm being honest with myself, I was falling into this category for years. My judgment came from fear. I would judge other people and put other really cool ideas down and everything else just because I was too scared to approach them myself. It wasn't out of envy because I had a burning desire to do certain things. I always had that driven nature about me, but at the same time, whenever I saw something that I thought was, man, that was a great idea and app idea, I would say, oh, well, you know what? We're not going to have the funds, and I just I don't think that that app's going to going to work in this niche market. I don't think it's going to work in this market or that market. And a problem with somebody that has a judgmental nature, a judgmental vibe about themselves, it's not that they don't dream big because they actually do. It's that they just don't put themselves on the line to go get it done. The fact that I was judgmental brings up a really big point. If you're listening to any one of these. And you're thinking, well, damn, I've got a lot of these traits. Or, you know, my, you might have a, a little piece of something in here that you want to eradicate in yourself. Check yourself. Maybe you need to be the one to sit down with that husband or wife and say, no, we got to talk. I've been pretty judgmental. Or, you know, I've been playing the victim. I have been playing the victim. Maybe you've had too much ego. Ego can get in our way. A lot of us are hitting the gym all the time. How many times have we had a perfectly good workout get ruined because we tried to ego lift so we didn't get anything out of it we didn't even get a pump because we're in here lifting too much the ego is not your amigo I've got a friend who says that all the time he's an artist he's a painter his name's Randy and one day he had this spiritual painting and had like a little devil on his shoulder and he called it ego is not your amigo and it made a lot of sense to me it really can cloud your judgment so any one of these negative traits if you're not one of these people if you would not be defined as a complainer Maybe you're doing a little bit of complaining. You need to stomp that out. You got to put yourself in check with these tips too. And the one I saved for last 
This was a person that I was for many years. We're not talking about a little bit like the judgmental. We're talking about like I had this full steam, the arrogant. Arrogant people are a waste of your time because they see everything you do as a personal challenge. Arrogance it's false confidence. Most arrogant people are underperformers. They're less than average. So you might be thinking, well, you're not an arrogant person. You don't seem very arrogant. How did you come from that? See, we talked before about how I was a big dreamer. Being a big dreamer can make you feel very small. The average person lives in a tunnel of what their day-to-day -day life is like. They go to work, they get up, they could be a hero to their child, a hero to their pet. They have a pretty decent life. A big dreamer comes with big shoes to fill. And if you feel like you've had a day where you're not living up to that big dreamer, it can be extremely depressing. Entrepreneurs sometimes have some serious emotional issues. And my problem was from the fact that I was lost. I felt fooled. I felt like the education system had ripped me off. I felt like and still feel like the tax system has robbed me. So these were real things. And when I started to peel the wool off of my eyes in my early 20s, I started to face these things head on. Again, out of fear again, I had no problem with boasting certain things up, saying, oh, I'm going to do this one day. I'll break 500 on the bench. That's not a problem. I'll have a $200 million company. All these things that I would say that I would convince myself of. See, arrogance was poisoning me first and foremost. Now, how I finally broke my arrogance, I hit rock bottom. I was broke. I had nothing. I had to dig out of that pit. But I look at all the people that I had lost, the relationships I had damaged, all from arrogance. And because of this, I was removed from a lot of people's lives. I was the toxic person that women would remove. I was the toxic person that friends would remove. So what I want to do right now is boil this down into my big takeaway. One major word, awareness. How many of these 10 toxic traits are you carrying right now? Are you full blown in any one of these directions? And how many people in your circle, we did an episode on audit your circle, how many people in your circle share one, if not a few, a handful of these traits? How many people are full blown? How many complainers are around you, affecting you, maybe even making you become one of them? How many of you gossip a little bit? Or how many gossipers are in your life? Go down this list with awareness and really try it. Try it for three days. That's always a good number, always a good number to, to weed out whether or not it's just an anomaly. Go through three days with the normal crew, the normal people you hang with or your normal associates. Give it three days and put this list in your head and say, oh, that was a little bit of a complaint. Now, obviously, we get in different situations. You can't hold one person's complaint and say, oh, you know what? I've got a complainer on my hands. I need to get rid of this person. No, 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 you can't do that. That's why I said three days. You have to find out what this person does the most of. And remember, as you use awareness, this is a double-edged blade. Got to use it back on yourself. Be aware. Stop yourself and say, damn, that was an arrogant thing that I just said. Maybe I shouldn't have said that because I'm coming off as an arrogant asshole to this person now. If you've got your ego rearing up and one person you have to defend against your ego, if you're Mr. Ego or Miss Ego, you've got to defend yourself against it because that will ruin you. Think about my boy's painting. Ego is not your amigo. And by all means, 
if you find yourself desiring some bullshit possession and you're envious of that, whether it's a car or whether it's the amount of followers someone has, whatever, fitness, someone's got an abs. If you find yourself envious of something, don't say to yourself, wow, I wish I had that. Say to yourself, how do I achieve that? Instead of being envious of the person, look at the person as a mentor. Look at the person as someone that, you know what, I could probably learn something from that person because that's thinking win-win. To pull from Stephen Covey, that is thinking win-win. That's the direction you want to move. Overall, be aware. Look at this as a double-edged blade. Find these traits in yourself and rid them and find these traits in others and get away from them. This will improve your life. It will improve your cash flow, improve your wallet. You know, we talk a lot about finance and we're doing a whole series on this podcast on understanding money. You're not going to get very far if you don't have EQ and if you don't understand what your current environment is, what your personal ecosystem looks like with the individuals around you. Because it's nice to talk about numbers, nice to talk about dropping 20K on an investment. This is very fun stuff to talk about, but you're not going to get anywhere if you're master mastermind group doesn't line up. If the people that are in your circle and the people that are around you have these traits, I don't care what kind of genius you are, you are going to be held back. Because even if you do have all the money in the world, some stroke of luck, you end up to get money when you have these individuals in your life. If that happens, you're definitely not going to achieve the bigger thing, which is fulfillment. You're never going to achieve that with these people in your life. Share this, maybe even share this episode if you want to hint, hint, wink, wink at somebody that you think is a toxic person and they can change. They might listen to this episode and say, damn, I should have listened to that years ago because I wish I would have when I was arrogant. So be sure to share. If you're not already subscribed on iTunes, do so. Give me feedback. Let us know how you like this episode and join us in the Sleepless for Success Facebook group, Understanding Money. Kate's going to be back in here to drill down. We're going to talk investments. We're going to talk about the top 10 ways to earn money online. That's going to be a good one. Trust me, you don't want to go anywhere for that because I've got two tricks up my sleeve that I haven't heard anywhere else and I've been doing it for years. So I'm super psyched. I'm glad to have you with us. Success Convo, guys. Thanks for rolling with us. Thanks for being in Sleepless for Success, making it what it is, and I will catch you in the next one.